94.5 PST presents Community Focus, where we take a look at the issues facing you and your community. This morning, we're going to talk about access to pre-K. Of course, late last year, Governor Murphy joined with the New Jersey Department of Education and other state officials to announce that 26 school districts across the state would receive the preschool expansion aid, which would aim at expanding access to high-quality preschool programs in this school year. 26 school districts received an additional $25 million in total of state funding. The round of funding will add over 1,700 seats to New Jersey's expanding preschool system, which obviously is a conversation. So with us this morning, we have Dr. Julie Van Dyke to talk about access to pre-K and what it might mean for our children in New Jersey. Dr. Julie A. Van Dyke is the chief scientist and cognitive learning expert at Cascade Reading. So let's start our conversation this morning. And I know this seems like such a generic question to start with, Dr. Van Dyke, but what is pre-K? So um, pre-K is a program that will give um, early instruction to students before they go into kindergarten. So the key is the K is for kindergarten. Um, so basically, it's an opportunity that uh, the state is giving every parent to get their children into a learning environment as early as possible. And this is really important um, from the point of view of reading because we see that some of the biggest predictors of reading success later um, are the early access that kids have to basic language-related things. So you might wonder, you know, my kid is three or four years old. Why do I need to worry about whether he or she can read at this point? Yeah. So we, we have research that shows that whether or not a child can identify letters and can identify the sounds that go with letters, is a very key predictor of how well they're gonna learn how to read later. And also um, what their expressive language abilities are, what their vocabulary are. Um, and again, you know, third and fourth grade, third, three and four year olds, you know, they're not doing a lot of talking, but we need to make sure that they are on track with the expectations that um, we just know, you know, that, that, that makes, um, you know, uh, that they're hitting the milestones that they should be hitting. Uh, to be successful when their reading instruction comes later. So it just, uh, it really is a way to um, level the playing field, you know, because not everybody is able to sit at home and read with their kid. Um, the other issue is you've got a lot of children who may have a home language environment that's different from the language environment that they're going to meet when they go to school. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a way to really level that playing field and make sure that there are providers out there who can both give them that early instruction, but also raise flags if they need to go for further, um, you know, uh, intervention. And I have to imagine this is super helpful in, you know, closing the learning gap that we see, obviously, later on as well, right? So, yeah, there's just a lot of ways that, you know, you could address that. Um, you know, when we talk about teaching kids how to read, there's really two parts to that equation. One is that we need to teach them how to match letters to sounds. We need to do decoding, you know, word reading. But that builds on their overall language ability. And, you know, it's that language ability that really they rely on even past the point of when they learn how to read words. So, you know, if either of those, you know, the letter sounds, that sort of gives us an early indicator that there might be some issues with learning to read words. 
But the other general language indicators, you know, if you can see again, like whether a kid is meeting their milestones, um, you know, as they should be, then that can give us a hint about whether or not they're going to have any broader language issues later on. And you know, you know, Dr. Van Dyke, you've worked in this space. Uh, you were you were a senior scientist at the Haskins Laboratory, so the science behind this is proven that this that starting young does in fact have an effect on you know the overall science of reading i imagine as well yeah for sure i mean we we basically the idea of the science of reading is that we're taking what we know about how uh you know the 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 brains process language about how um our brains learn and use language and designing our instructional curriculum in such a way that we can be sure that what we do is going to have the best effect. So we know that when we're teaching children how to read, like I said, there's two, two components. One is word reading, and we know that the key to word reading is based in phonics and phonological awareness. Um, and so that's the first step, and that's what Letters Found uh, correspondence is, is the first step to tapping into whether a kid can master those phonics, the phonics. But then also the language processes, um, which, you know, once you learn how to read, then you're really processing text. You know, the earlier we can identify issues on either side of, the, of those with either of those pieces, the better we are. Hey, Dr. Van Dyke, can we talk a little bit more about the actual science of reading? Like, what exactly does that mean? So the thing about um, science of reading is that um, it, there's really two ways, two, two things, two, two concepts of science of reading. One is science of reading with capital letters. Um, and that's really being talked about a lot um, with educators and with legislatures, legislators um, and people are, you know, getting on the science of reading bandwagon and, um, and mandating uh, adoption of certain programs that focus on teaching phonics. Okay, so I'd actually want to ask you, where are our students standing academically today? Are they reading on a proficient level? And did the COVID-19 pandemic have an effect on that? Is that being tracked as they get to, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth grade? Are they on proficient levels? And how are we able to see that progress? Have we taken a step back in recent years or are we continuing to move forward? We've talked, we, we've talked about how much um, reading abilities have dropped because of the pandemic. Um, and every state is reporting two or three uh, points lower, sometimes as much as nine. I don't happen to remember what it is in New Jersey. Um, but if we step back and look at the National Assessment of Reading Progress, which is done, it's, it's called the Nation's Report Card, which is done every, uh, every two years, I think, I'm not mm -hmm. sure. Um, that tells us that only about a third of our fourth, eighth, and twelfth graders can read at what's termed a proficient level. That means wow. the majority of our wow. population is not proficient in reading. And up until now, so you know, it's almost like yeah, the pandemic is shining a light on this. But those levels haven't changed since 1992, which is the same time, the first time that they've done that assessment. So since 1992, we really haven't moved the needle too much. Um, and that's with all of this focus on science of reading. And um, it is true that the focus on science of reading on the, in terms of teaching people how to read words and decoding and adopting phonics is really important because there have been many school districts which have not um, adopted those kinds of evidence-based practices. 
And so that's really crucial. But we haven't, we, we're only at the beginning. We have to address that whole two-thirds of the population, which still can't read. And even the states that have adopted science of reading programs, they still are not seeing numbers above that, that one-third. Okay. And in my, in my professional um, opinion, the reason is that we're only ad addressing the word reading part of the equation. And what Cascade is doing, which is so unique, is that it's addressing the language part of the equation, um, where once I know how to read words, I still have to be able to comprehend complex texts. And learning how to read words themselves and decoding and phonics, that's not going to help me read complicated you know, uh, you know, sentences and, and complicated texts that I have to read when I get to fourth, sixth, you know, even up mm -hmm. until, you know, high school. So Cascade Reading is really um, providing a tool to address a problem, which I really think we just haven't done a great job of addressing so far. And that's what's so excited about uh, it has to be really tough to be a student these days you know i'm i'm many years removed from that and i think many listening today uh may be many years removed from that uh but there has to be challenges just constantly facing students left and right right so for sure for sure um and so that's why we want to make sure that the learning environment that we put them in is the best that it can be in terms of implementing practices that we have evidence for that we know work um, and really target, you know, the, the, the way the brain learns. But I imagine there are still some parents uh, that think, why would I, why would I waste, I may think of it as a waste of time. Um, and, and I know that's kind of a broad way of describing this and almost, um, I'm almost simplifying it kind of, kind of intentionally to be more jarring when I say that. But like a parent may think, you know, when I was a kid, my parents, my mom just you know, had books and, and different educational materials in the home. But I have to imagine that's not, always enough right um yeah for sure i mean um and 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 what would i guess what would you say to a parent who may think oh well i could just do this at home if that makes sense so um first of all when we when we learn how to read it's very common for us to forget how we learned how to read you know mm -hmm. um and, and, you know like once you've mastered riding a bicycle you probably don't remember all those times that you fell and skinned your knee or that your, you know, your brother was running behind you or your father <laughs> or whoever it was, right? So there's that whole process that we as adults can't access. And um, together with that is the idea that um, there's a specific structure to the language that is based on phono phonology or on the, on the, on the, the linguistic side more on syntax. And not everybody knows what that is or how to teach that. Yeah. And if there are there are maybe about 10% of kids who can learn it on their own without any instruction. But the majority of kids need for that to be explicitly pointed out. Um, and some kids are, even with the explicit instruction, they, they need to have extra interventions in order to learn it. So just sort of, you know, believing that I can, you know, that, that my kid will figure it out or that I can teach it is really, you know, you may be right and, you know, you could try it, but it, it's really a large possibility that you're putting your child at a, at a disadvantage. And I think that's a great point is, you know, we forget how to do it. And, and, you know, it takes a village to raise our kids. So we don't necessarily have to be able to do everything. And again, we're talking with Dr. Julie Van Dyke, the chief scientist and cognitive learning expert at Cascade Reading. Uh, Dr. Van Dyke, before we let you go, I do want you to uh, kind of explain uh, the great stuff that you guys are doing at Cascade Reading as well. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so as I mentioned, reading is really about learning to read words, um, and that's what we call decoding. 
But after you learn how to read words, really at about age, uh, when you're like in fourth grade, the focus of instruction is no longer on reading, learning how to read words. It's more, it's what we call transitioning from learning how to read to read to learn. So now you're in fourth grade and going up and you're reading texts that are more difficult. You're getting language that is more difficult, more complicated structures, um, just more challenging overall. And very often, Teachers don't know how to support kids in meeting that challenge. We have spent so much effort focusing on the decoding side. There are lots of good programs for how to teach kids how to decode. There's really not the same amount of support for teachers or even students um, when they're really just reading those complicated texts. So Cascade is now doing something which is really unique. We're taking advantage of the um, opportunities that we have with artificial intelligence and natural language processing um, to unlock the structure of sentences so that we can now show you the, visual, the, the organization of a sentence in a visual way with visual cues. So you can now see um, what sentence, subjects go with what verbs, which parts of the sentence rely on other parts, so it really kind of gives you a map to decode these more complicated sentences. Um, and this really, it has its main effect once you get to fourth grade, once you're over that, you know, learning how to decode words part, and now you're a sophisticated reader um, and you're building knowledge. But if you don't know how to um, address those complicated syntactic structures and sentences that you're, that you're presented with, mm -hmm. then you're really stuck. Mm -hmm. And uh, Cascade Reading, uh, how can somebody learn more about the resources? You guys, you guys have resources available uh, for both readers and educators, right? Yeah. So we have on the website CascadeReading.com, together, um, you can see, uh, you can try it out. Um, you can uh, enter any kind of text you want, and we can cascade it. That is to put it into this format where you could see the relationship. We have a, a Chrome extension, so you can, uh, you know, put that into your browser, and we can cascade any website that you want to go to. Um, for teachers, we have lessons that I've been writing together with a colleague of mine at uh, Literacy How, which is an organization that uh, teaches teachers how to teach reading. Um, so we're developing lessons around the cascade, um, and uh, we are also uh, going to be coming out with some uh, reading material that teachers can use that are in this format that's going to be coming out in the next month. So there's a lot to see over there. And you can try it out for yeah, free. I have to say the the uh, reader tool is really cool. Uh, and when we were preparing to talk today, uh, I put it on my I put the, the Chrome extension on there uh, just to just to play around with a little bit. It's actually really cool. I mean, and I say this as as an adult who writes and reads all day, you know, as, as part of my work. Um, it is really eye opening and, and a great way to kind of use that resource again at CascadeReading.com. A, a ton of resources available uh, for both learners and educators there. Thank you so much, Dr. Van Dyke, uh, for making the time to have this important conversation with us today uh, about the access to universal pre-K. Listen next week at this time for another edition of Community Focus. And for more info on your local community, check out the 94.5 PST app. You're my little boo thing, so I'll give a hoot.